This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What a week. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. It is Jeremy Warner yet again, Illini Enquirer publisher here, and it has been a busy couple days, busy couple weeks, busy month, whatever you want to call it. But it looks like, reportedly from several outlets, very credible outlets, including ESPN, Football Scoop, and uh, PowerMizzou.com, that Illinois has its defensive coordinator. According to all those reports, Illinois is hiring Missouri defensive coordinator Ryan Walters. Yes, Illinois stealing one from Missouri after those bragging rights losses, Illinois uh, getting one back. Now, Missouri, uh, understandably, maybe not as upset about this, and we'll dive into this a little bit later, because Ryan Walters was a holdover from Barry Odom's staff. Elijah Drinkwitz kept him on after Missouri had some great defenses under Odom and Walters uh, the last couple years. But Illinois does hire a Power 5 sitting defensive coordinator uh, who's 34 years old, who shows up on so many of these 40 under 40 lists. He's just 34 years old, a former Colorado safety who is an all, um, I think it was Big 12 Player. It was a Pac-12 player at that time. I uh, can't exactly remember. Um, but uh, he spent the last six years as a defensive back slash safeties coach at Missouri. Two seasons as co-defense coordinator at Missouri. Three seasons as defensive coordinator at Missouri. Last year, Missouri did not have a great defensive year. And that was, you know, they had some injuries, COVID things happened there, but that was without Barry Odom. Finished 85th in scoring defense, 66th in total defense. And in 2019, though, with Barry Odom there, uh, Missouri under Walters had the number 16 scoring defense, number 14 total defense, the year prior top 50 scoring defense, and that's in the SEC. So he's he's got some real experience here, and it makes sense fit-wise. If you're concerned that Walters in his one year where it's clear he was the primary play caller, well, Brett Bielema is a defensive coach, was a defensive coordinator at several stops, including Wisconsin, uh, had great defenses up at Wisconsin, and he told us last month that he's going to have his hands more on the defense. He said he learned that his last time at Arkansas he wants his hands more on the defense. So this seems like a pretty good fit, right? That you have a young up-and-comer, possibly a future head coach at this level or at some FBS level, and you're able to get him in, learn the ropes, learn a little bit more, and you have a head coach that you know can call a defense and call a college defense pretty well. Uh, when it comes to scheme, he's kind of had some uh, you know, experience doing everything. Is is both 3-4, 4-2-5, 4-3 uh, defense in a lot of his stops. Uh, he was at Memphis uh, previously under Barry Odom as well. Um, and Walters has some recruiting experience in St. Louis uh, at Missouri, uh, especially in, in Florida as well. 
And he's a Los Angeles native. And again, played at Colorado, and that was all Big 12. So this would be the fourth hire. We're still waiting. I'm sure we'll any minute now. And by the time you probably listen to this, Illinois will probably have confirmed this. But Illinois now has four coaches as long as this Ryan Walters thing does become official. Tony Peterson, offense coordinator slash quarterbacks coach. Ryan Walters, your defense coordinator. Running backs coach, Corey Patterson. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. And offensive line coach, Bart Miller. And I would imagine after getting the DC in place that you will see the assistant hires on defense start to come pretty quickly here. Still waiting on, on whether Mike Bellamy will stay on staff. I think he's the other guy on, on Lovey Smith's staff that has a chance to possibly as wide receivers coach, uh, which is where he's coached most of his career where he played, was an all-Big Ten player, an NFL player. Um, so that that could make a lot of sense to have a, a guy with Illinois ties, Chicago ties, an alum uh, that can make a lot of sense here for for Brett Bielema and Tony Peterson if they keep him on. Because Mike's done a pretty good job as his wide receivers coach as well. Whether it's Deontay Johnson at Toledo, now playing with the Steelers, um, Mike Dudak here at, at Illinois, and, and then the running backs. He did a pretty good job the last couple of years coaching as well with Reggie Corbin, Dre Brown, Chase Brown, Mike Epstein. Uh, he's done a good job there as well. So there's a case for, for keeping Mike Bellamy. We'll see if we get any news on that. But I would expect you know to hear news on the defensive hires as well because Beal must probably got some guys that that he likes and, and maybe Walters gets a guy or two uh, to come with him or or that he wants as part of his crew as well but let's get to know a little bit more about Walters and, and I love that I know the guy I need to call up right away uh, to, to if I want to get insight into Missouri and I know Rivals is our competitor but uh, we don't have a Missouri site for 24-7 sports because Gabe DeArmond at Rivals does such a good job that it's kind of almost fruitless to do it. So I called up Gabe DeArmond, who I've gotten to know, really respect him and what he does at PowerMizzou.com. He's covered Ryan Walters at Missouri the last six seasons. He knows all about him as a coach and as a recruiter. So let's get some insight on the reported new Illini defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters, next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's get to know a little bit more about the Illinois new defensive coordinator. I'm recording this about 1215. Illinois hasn't confirmed the news, but uh, every national outlet is basically confirming it. First reported by Football Scoop, then ESPN, and our guy at PowerMizzou.com, Gabe DeArmon, also confirming it from the Missouri side that Illinois is hiring Ryan Walters, the current Missouri defensive coordinator. So, Gabe, just uh, initial reaction. I know you know that we've heard this as a possibility, but what's your reaction to Walters to Illinois? Well, when the, the story came out, I guess, what was it? That would have been Monday night uh, that, that he was a finalist and had interviewed. 
I wasn't surprised Ryan was looking at other jobs. I was a little caught off guard that uh, Illinois would be, you know, maybe a destination. Um, but the more you think about it, the more it makes some sense. He was uh, he was Barry Odom's defensive coordinator and was kept by Eli Drinkwitz on uh, December 8th, I guess, of 2020 is when Drinkwitz was officially announced, I think. So that was a week before signing day. Um, it made some sense with an offensive head coach to keep some continuity on the defensive side of the ball, not only for the recruiting class, but for a defense that in 2019 had been a top 15 defense in the country. Uh, I think they were 14th in scoring defense, like sixth against the pass, 15th overall total yardage, something like that. So they had played well. They had a lot of pieces coming back and it made some sense, but you've been around enough coaching staffs like I have to understand that there is kind of a uh, hierarchy of, mm -hmm. hey, you were a guy that was brought in by the head coach or you weren't a guy that was brought in by the head coach. And the defense struggled this year. They took a, a huge step back. Now, yeah, there's COVID issues and, and plenty of reasons for that. Uh, um, but I think the, the writing was a little bit on the wall that, hey, if this thing doesn't get turned around, if, if there's a step back, like, Ryan might have been going into next year coaching for his job. And so I think this is a little bit of a reset. Um, he's got job security. I would assume he'll get a multi-year contract mm -hmm. at Illinois. Um, so when you dig beyond just the, you know, which program's in a better spot right now, it, it makes some sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, some fans might look at this and, you know, I, I get the Missouri and, and you guys giving context to it is, hey, Ryan Walters maybe wasn't on the most stable ground here. And it makes sense when he's not Drinkwitz's guy. And, and I agree with you. We, yeah. We've seen that happen a lot where you can get kind of these schisms and staffs based on when they're hired and, and who they came with. Um, but that doesn't mean he's not a good hire for, for Illinois. So, oh, no. so before we get to like some of the questions I, I have about, you know, um, last year and, and Walters being young, um, what, what strengths did he bring to Missouri? What, uh, what successes did he have, especially under Barry Odom? Yeah, well, he's on all these lists of like, you know, 40 under 40 or whatever. I don't know his exact age, but I, I want to say he's like 37, 38 years old, somewhere around there. Um, he was in, he, he would play to Colorado in the, the kind of mid 2000s, uh, you know, 2005 around there. Or so however old that would make him, um, you know, like I said, they had a really good defense last year. Um, they, they lost Kale Garrett, who was on track for like an SEC defensive player of the year, first team All-American type season. They lost him in game five, and Nick Bolton stepped in, and Nick Bolton turned into a better player than Kale Garrett was. Um, you know, they were, like I said, top 15 in most categories last year. Missouri had a lot of issues in 2019 that led to Odom getting fired, but very few of them were defensive. They were almost all on the offensive side of the football. And that was a defense that was put in a whole lot of bad spots by an offense that couldn't do much of anything right for the last six weeks of the season. And they held up pretty well and, you know, managed to keep Missouri in games. Um, I, I think he's a kid or a guy that's liked by kids on the recruiting trail. I've always gotten along re really well with Ryan. He's a really personable guy, young. He'll bring some energy, um, you know, and, and I think Illinois fans will, will really like him, uh, you know, especially year one and year two where obviously, hey, there's some progress to be made if you're bringing in a new coach. So 
How would you kind of describe what his duties were under Odom compared to Drinkwitz, right? Because they did take a step back this yeah. year when Odom wasn't there. Odom's one of the best defensive coordinators we know. Uh, maybe it didn't work out completely as a head coach, but look what he's doing at Arkansas right away. Um, so how would you describe what Walters, what his power was there the last couple of years and, and um, you know, how it kind of played there? Yeah, I, I don't know if anybody really has ever gotten the exact answer to that question because when Barry Odom was hired as the head coach in 2016, he had been Missouri's D.C. in 15, everyone's impression, and this was not made up, I mean, we were told this, was that, hey, Barry Odom, when he becomes a head coach, he's going to run the defense. He's going to be his own defensive coordinator. And then that didn't happen. He hired somebody, and our impression always was – he was told by the AD, Mac Rhodes, who's now at Baylor, look, I want you to oversee the program. I want you to hire coordinators to run the offense and the defense. He hired Damani Cross. It didn't work. At that time, Ryan was the, was the defensive backs coach. So when Cross was fired, uh, Ryan was promoted to defensive coordinator. And when your head coach is a defensive guy who's made his living as a defensive coordinator, there are, are always some questions who's really calling the defense, who's really in charge of this thing. And, you know, Barry always would give all the credit to Walters, but certainly Barry had a hand in it, I think. So, uh, I, like I said, I don't really have an answer to that, but mm -hmm. then he left, and, and clearly this was Ryan Walters' defense. He changed some things up. They went to more of a 3-4 base with, you know, they even renamed their defensive ends outside linebackers. So, you know, um, and it wasn't a great year, but there were a lot of reasons for that. I mean, the SEC was really good in offense. They played Alabama, which has the best offense I've ever seen. They played LSU, which wasn't any good, but has a really good offense. Um, you know, it, but they did slip, certainly, in the overall numbers. Yeah, so you kind of got into it. I mean, this is his defense. He goes to a 3-4 after, I think, Odom was a 4-2-5, right? Um, and and Bielema has... It's kind of said previously, he kind of walked it back, but that but that he'd be a three four. So what did what did his defensive alignment, what's his defensive philosophy from what you've gathered? Well, yeah, they ran a three four at Memphis when he was there as uh, you know, as one of Barry's assistants. And then they did go to more of a three four this year. Now Missouri fans have been asking for a three four basically since Odom got back. They said, Well, great, we can go three four now. And I've tried to explain over and over. You can go three four if you have a three hundred and twenty pound guy in the middle you feel comfortable with. Yeah. You can't just do it. If you've recruited for years to a four three so it, it's gonna depend on Illinois' roster. Um and, and I've always said I think it was one of Eli Drinkwitz's uh strengths here, but we've seen a lot of coaches who they come in and say, Well we're gonna run our system. This is what we're doing. Well, you, you can only do it if you have the personnel on the team to do it. If you And I don't know what Lovey Smith did, but if they had 4-3 personnel for the last five years, you can't just come in and go to a 3-4 day one. You've right. got to have the guys that are, are capable of doing it. So I, I think Ryan will – put it he's run a four two five before you know he's run a little more traditional four three so he's done everything um what the base will be i think will be determined at least in year one and year two on on what he thinks of the roster yeah and i do think you know with the odom thing the Drinkwitz thing like he, he struggled a little bit maybe as the primary play caller like bielema's said he's going to have his hands all over this defense so this, mm -hmm. this hire seems to make a little sense to me when you have a defensive-minded coach that might call the defense like Odom, um, if Odom did, which I assume you think he had a lot of uh, say there, uh, but also a guy that seems to be, as you said, a rising star. So it seems to be a, a, a solid fit for him. 
I agree. I, I think it's a good hire. And and look, we all know that that a lot of this stuff is kind of PR and what you can sell to fans. Brett Bielema now is absolutely going to sell. Hey, look, you know that that team that we start playing again pretty soon over <laughs> across the river. Like we just took their guy. Now Missouri's going to sell it the opposite way, obviously. If, yeah, you know, that's okay. Um, if we would have wanted to keep him, we could have. Um, that's what you do. It's, mm-hmm. it's all PR. Who knows who's right? Um, but I, I think it adds a little something. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I do think it's a good hire for Illinois. Missouri fans, you know, mostly aren't sad Ryan is leaving. But I will say I, I've never seen a coordinator in the history of football that doesn't win a national title that fans like. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's always the play calling. It's never the player. We don't ever blame players. It's always – it's always the guy in charge. Well, we got out coached. We got out schemed. We call the wrong defense, the wrong offense, whatever it is. So, you know, I, I don't tend to put a ton of stock in what a fan base necessarily thinks of a coordinator. How is Missouri's safety play been? Because he's been the safeties coach for so long. So how has that been for them? Yeah, well, he actually also, I mean, he's, he's, coached there were times he coached the entire secondary mm-hmm. and then then i think a couple of years ago he moved just to safety and they had two pretty good ones this year actually three pretty good ones uh tyree gillespie is going to be drafted in the nfl uh josh bledsoe was he, he played the slot a lot too he moved around um but he made some huge plays for missouri this season i think he'll get a look in the nfl i'm not sure he'll be drafted those guys were both seniors then martez manuel was a sophomore who i, I think will go into next year getting some preseason all sec uh possibilities so uh, that position was was pretty good for missouri and, and both bledsoe and and gillespie were kind of under recruited guys i think gillespie was a two-star out of uh Ocala, Florida, and like from the day he set foot on campus, Ryan Walters and Barry Odom were telling me this kid's an NFL player. Mm. He's got that kind of potential. He he was not rated correctly by you guys. Yeah, so I mean, recruiting uh, obviously is, is a big part of the job as an assistant coach, and he does have experience in St. Louis. Illinois is keeping Corey Patterson, who I think could have used a little bit of help from his head coach the last couple of years down in yeah. St. Louis. So uh, obviously, what what do you think of Ryan Walters' connections? in St. Louis after being on the Mizzou staff the last six years and, and where else does he recruit and, and how well does he recruit? Well, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, Missouri's big 2022 commitment right now is Isaac Thompson, a safety out of St. Louis university high who would, I, it was Ryan Walters was very involved with. So I, I, I think he's a, a Missouri guy. I don't, see him necessarily looking around I, I mean kids that commit this year early usually do it more for the, the school and the program than for an individual position coach um he's brought in some good players you know Missouri just went and got Dalen Carnell a four-star defensive back out of uh out of Indianapolis in this class which is not something they've done very much in the past he's recruited quite a few kids out of Florida um so Missouri's done much more positional recruiting than geographic recruiting over the last few years so I, you know he's not a guy that like has necessarily been in St. Louis all the time now he's yeah. recruited St. Louis kids um but Missouri has done much more the you know the defensive backs guy recruits defensive backs largely and uh he was was pretty involved with uh, Arden Walker uh, a defensive end out of Colorado that Missouri signed on signing day actually over uh 
shoot, it's slipping my mind now. I know UCLA was was a finalist, and there was one other in Colorado was the other finalist. Missouri ended up getting him on signing day. So I think he's a good recruiter. Um, you know, he's he's done pretty well for Missouri. Now, look, Missouri's a program you don't generally just go out and get a ton of four and five stars. So that part might not look super impressive, but um, he's gotten good players. Yeah, and I think Missouri fans got to feel good even if they lose a defense coordinator people think is a good coach, right? Just because what Drinkwitz has brought to that program. And I, I think Illinois is, is looking for that kind of energy, right? Like, how would you describe what Drinkwitz has brought to the program in the past year, especially on the recruiting trail there, Gabe? Yeah, and, and I think a good um, – a, a thing that I've talked about a lot, coaches that are Eli Drinkwitz's age, that are Ryan Walter's age, they grew up in a different time than you know some of the some of the older coaches and and frankly it than guys like Brett Bielema. Twitter and social media has always been a thing for these guys, right? I mean they've never had they they've never coached when it wasn't a thing, so they they understand how to use it. Eli Drinkwitz is better at PR than anybody I've ever seen in Missouri. He gets the fan base riled up. I mean he understands teasing the the commitments and putting the videos on social media and interacting with people. He's great at that part of the job and. For anything Missouri has had in the 20 years prior to Eli Drinkwitz as a head coach, what they haven't had is like a super energetic, charismatic guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gary Pinkle, I think, did a great job here, was a really good football coach. No one was accusing him of being like the most exciting guy in the country, right? <laughs> uh, I could write his press conferences before I went to him, and uh, and Odom was probably less exciting than he was, to be honest. Uh, so Drinkwitz has brought hope and energy and excitement back, and, and uh, you know, it's something that this program definitely needed. Well, Gabe DeArmond, I can't thank you enough, man, for the insight into Ryan Walters. And uh, I'm sure Illinois and Missouri will still go at the recruiting trail. And uh, Missouri certainly, even if they're not upset about this loss, I guess, uh, they still got the bragging rights thing, which is which is amazing, man. They've been owning that series lately. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, three in a row and, uh, and, and a little social media trolling. And, hey, if that rivalry is fun again, so oh. who knows, maybe the football one will be at some point. Yeah, can't wait for it to come back. Gabe, thanks, man. All right, Jeremy, have a good one. All right, if you're an Illini fan and you want to jump around and you want to say, Mizzou, we got you, we stole your guy, that's cool. I mean, that's part of fun of a rivalry, right? And they did get a pretty good coach, I think, from Missouri, as Gabe's talking about there. But I also understand this from Missouri's perspective is now Drinkwitz goes and gets his guy, right? So I think this is one of those that can be a win-win for both sides because Brett Bielema gets a young Good coach who's been a coordinator at a better program than Illinois, has a bunch of Power 5 experience, has some recruiting ties that you like, seems really bright uh, with a bright future. So that's a win. That's a win for Illinois. But if Missouri feels and Drinkwitz, who's done a really good job at Missouri, especially in recruiting and and just building up some excitement about that program, had a solid year this year. Um, If he feels he, he can get a better guy for his program, what he wants to do, then it can be a win for Missouri as well. So this could be a win uh, for both programs. Um, but for Illinois, you just compare this to other hires. Because to be honest with you, like I looked at Josh Conklin's resume, and I really liked it. I just really liked the resume he's had, the defense he brings, talking with some people in the industry. They loved the aggressiveness he played with. Had more of like a four-man front at times, um, but played with a lot of aggression. And then Jim Knowles is just such an interesting personality. And and the work he did at Oklahoma State was unbelievable. I mean, Oklahoma State 
has really struggled defensively, especially with Mike Gundy's air raid, def- air raid offense. It's really hard to have a good defense, and he put up he had a great transformation at Oklahoma State, and a lot of the success they had this year is because of what Jim Knowles was able to do with that defense. Plus, he's like this 55-year-old guy who loves rap music and smokes cigars, and it was just like a really interesting personality. But so, like for me, Ryan Walters had the most questions, but I thought it was a still like that. If that is like the hire I have the most questions about for Illinois as their defensive coordinator hire, man, Illinois has come a far, a far way, a long way. In just the last couple months. Because Lovey Smith, whether it's choice or not, didn't even hire a defense coordinator. Hired him himself. Right? And then, and then hired his son as an assistant coach. Illinois has come a long way in these coaching searches. This this looks like a legit power five coaching staff that Brett Bielma is putting together here. Because Tony Peterson, very experienced. Is he going to be great? I don't know. Right, there are other hires that might have excited you more. Whether it's Dan Enos because of his background, but Tony Peterson has called a Big Ten offense for a long time and a successful one at Minnesota. He's had success at other stops, uh, including Louisiana Tech, Eastern uh, Eastern Carolina, and Appalachian State for a year. He's got a lot of different versatility in his background. He's had great run de- run offenses and, and great pass offenses as well. So I, I think that's a very qualified hire, right? And he has more experience, and I liked Rod Smith. Uh, but he's got more experiences, way more experience as a play caller than Rod Smith had. Um, and then Corey Patterson, keeping him on, I'll talk about that here in a second, makes a lot of sense, one of the stronger recruiters. Bart Miller has experience under Brett Bielema, comes up from Wyoming, which is a really good program that is built on toughness, uh, is from the state, so the recruiting makes sense. The staff's looking looking pretty good so far. I, I think from the industry perspective and, and compared to what Illinois has been able to hire here in, in Lovey Smith's final years, these are upgrades for the most part, right? I mean, and that's what you're looking for. And these are very qualified candidates and candidates are very interested in you. If, if Jim Knowles is interested in the Illinois job, and I don't know if he's just looking for you know a raise or whatever, but if Josh Conklin, who's a sitting FCS head coach, division one coach is interested in the defense coordinator spot at Illinois. I think that looks pretty good for Brett Bielma that he's got respect that Illinois uh, can draw these kind of candidates. I think that's, that's really encouraging. As for Corey Patterson, I thought this made all the sense in the world. Why wouldn't you want to keep him on, right? You got 10 assistant spots. Corey has been the best recruiter for Illinois. I think he can do even better with an energetic head coach, helping him close the deal. Because Corey Patterson has gotten a lot of his Trinity kids, has gotten some good prospects like Kevin Tyler, helped out with Brody Wisecarver, and Bob McClain deserves some credit for that one as well. Uh, he and Austin Clark teamed together for, for Moses Akpala and Keith Randolph. And, and what made that those guys were so good together because there was so much energy between Austin Clark and Corey Patterson. And they were able to close the deal, uh, sometimes despite um, Lovey not being able to, you know, be, being involved as much as some other head coaches. But I do want to say Lovey did pretty well with Akpala and Keith Randolph. I, I, he deserves some credit for that. But there were some other recruitments that, that Corey really got Illinois in on that they weren't able to close, and I don't think it was Corey's fault, whether it was Marcus Washington at Trinity, Mookie Cooper at Trinity. And I don't know if Illinois gets those guys regardless, but I felt like they didn't have as much of a chance um, because Corey didn't get enough help. Uh, Ira Henry, Jalen St. John, offensive lineman out of Trinity Catholic. I thought Illinois and Corey Patterson did a great job. You're seeing these guys show up to Illinois so many times, and yet they're not able to close the deal. And then another one, Deli Adioe, 
who went to Texas. I think Illinois was in a closing position at one point, and, and Lovey just didn't push uh, as much. Or just, you know, Zagdelli, it's your decision. Um, there's a difference between, you know, you hear the stories about P.J. Fleck, but you can't argue with P.J. Fleck as a closer, and that's his job is to get these guys on board. Uh, and, and Illinois wasn't able to do that. And then you start to hear stories this week about Brett Bielema and, and how hard he pushed um, for, for the two commitments he got this week. Um, so I, I think that's really encouraging. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what a Corey Patterson can do with a head coach like that behind him who can help close the deal. And if Mike Bellamy is kept on, I, I would be very intrigued as well because Illinois was in a good spot for some in-state kids um, dating back to when Bellamy first got back on staff, you know, Marcus Harper early on committed to Illinois. And, uh, you know, they were able to do that uh, partly because of Bellamy. Uh, Bob McLean was involved there, weren't able to hold on to him. But then you're thinking, can they get Sam Jackson? Can they get Marquise Irving? Can they get Denver Warren, who ends up going Juco for academic reasons? But they got Jaden Thompson on board. Could they get AJ Henning? That was another one where it's like, man, if, if Bellamy had a, head coach that that would help close this down maybe they can get him and and they weren't able to do it and those are huge recruitments for illinois and it might be a different story for lovey smith that they're able to close so it'll be very interesting to see uh if if you know brett bioma with these guys can do that i do have to say it's really encouraging to see some of the guys they're targeting right away they're re-offering some of the in-state kids to be honest, when I saw that BLMO was hired and then Bart Miller is hired, I said the first call they need to make to an in-state prospect is Danny McGuire. Chicago Marist offensive lineman, top 10 prospect in-state, and just seems like he's in their wheelhouse. Like That's a, a Marist kid who already was interested in Illinois, already was visiting Illinois in the Lovey Smith era, but doesn't have quite the Ohio State offers. But he's got offers from a lot of the Big Ten schools, Michigan State, Indiana, uh, schools like West Virginia. You look at his offer list, I think there's more than a dozen Power Five offers. That's the kid Illinois needs to keep home. And he's the first offer that goes out. Then Reggie Florima, who's got offers from Notre Dame. He's a four-star prospect uh, out of Naperville Central. Illinois recruited him for a while, has a relationship uh, with some of the Illini staff that, you know, Bellamy and some of these guys. Uh, that's a kid that I think if Illinois makes a priority and makes a top priority that they can get and, and they re-offer him on the first day. So I think that's that's important. And, and I just think Bielema so far is doing and saying the right things. His hires so far have been qualified candidates that you see from the national media. It's like, hey, this is a pretty good hire for, for Illinois football. And there's that qualifier for Illinois football. You know, is this a great hire for you know, a program like Michigan or Penn State, maybe not. Maybe they, they can nitpick a little bit more because the candidates they, they often get. But uh, for Illinois, I think these are these are pretty encouraging offers. I think the first couple of weeks here of the Brett Bielma era have just been encouraging. All right. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll have the latest whenever it becomes official uh, for Illinois. Uh, if it does with Ryan Walters, but obviously all the reporting is suggesting he's the next hire. Uh, we'll have more on Corey Patterson. Just was able to talk with him on a Zoom call and, and sticking with uh, Brett Bielema. And you can tell he's pretty excited to have Bielema in his quarter as a recruiter. So we'll have more on that coming up. If you don't already, subscribe to the VIP side of things. We have our conversations with a lot of recruiting information the last couple of days, guys. Uh, was able to catch up with uh, Calvin Hart Jr., the newest transfer commit out of NC State. 
really impressive kid. Derek Piper on the basketball side of things, I uh, used to talk about impressive kids. Uh, Derek was able to catch up with Jalen Blakes, the four-star 2021 guard, the latest Illinois offer. Uh, read what he had to say, man. Um, really impressive. Uh, Alan True caught up with Reggie Falurima. I caught up with Danny McGuire, and I uh, broke down what it means with BOMA's first two commitments as well. So check all that out on the VIP side. $1 for your first month of VIP access. So uh, try us out if you want to, and I, I think you'll really enjoy it. And as always, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate when you do that, especially when you rate and review us. That helps us out. So thanks for doing that, guys. All right, everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. <laughs>